I'm not sure I've said enough interesting stuff. Do you want to like ask me some more? No, questions? no, I think I think you're just a general story. Not surprisingly, not surprisingly, you've said far too much and have hogged the limelight. I think that you're basically just jealous that you haven't had enough limelight. Can we have um, can we have subtitles for you, Louise? Welcome to Borborygmy, Noises from the Veterinary World, the podcast that lets you overhear conversations between veterinary professionals about anything and everything that's topical in the industry. Today's podcast continues our special set of Borborygmy episodes that we have recently recorded to capture the changes to life in the veterinary profession since the onset of the coronavirus pandemic. We're featuring vets, nurses and students from across the industry during this strange time, with conversations interspersed amongst the original Borborygmy collection recorded at last year's London Vet Show. Loads of you have previously enjoyed the excellent CPD and famous social opportunities that the Vet Show offers in London every November. And although the prospect of gathering with friends and colleagues still seems vaguely remote right now with the world in its current state, we will eventually return to some sort of normality. So if you'd like something to look forward to on the horizon, have a look at the Borborygmy pages of the Vet Show website for discounted tickets to this year's event in November. In the meantime, on with the show. Hi there, everyone. I'm Naomi Meller, veterinary surgeon and podcaster. And you'll quickly realise from listening to the gentle ribbings doled out in today's podcast that my guests are two people that I know very well indeed. Louise Turley is a small animal vet and a director of Mulberry House, an independent practice that she co-founded in January 2019. Matt Yarnell joined Bowringer as a cattle veterinary advisor eight years ago, and he now works in an exclusively marketing role. We all went to college together many years ago. We live near each other and we are very good friends. Although, as you'll hear in this chat, Matt and Lou's different jobs have produced quite different challenges during the coronavirus pandemic. So um, there's me and I've got three other director buddies, um, Kate and Alex, who are vets and Sharon, practice manager and we're equal partners. Um, We started off last yeah, last January. Um, and we're smashing all our all our targets, which was fantastic. Um, a year in, so end of January 2020, we had sort of 1,500 clients, 2,500 pets. And in January, we had an incredible month. Turnover was doing really well. We, um, and then coronavirus hit. And wow, that was quite a change. We had to make some big decisions. And as the four directors this is you know it's new to us as being business owners this is being employers being in charge of of other of other people being responsible for their mortgages being you know we sort of it's up to us to for their income and that's it's a bit scary and there's just I was about to say that is absolutely it is when you put it like that you think fuck I have a lot of responsibility yeah it is. Um, it's really grown up. <laughs> really grown up. Yeah, how did that she happen? She says having just bought an inflatable hot tub. <laughs> you know. That's also incredibly grown up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> kind of. But there was loads of big decisions to be made. And in such a really fast, like quick way, it was like, right, what are we going to do? What do we need to do? Um, and... It was just decision after decision and reacting to um so reacting to obviously the government guidance, but also 
being um, proactive and leading from the front and being like, right, we are socially responsible. We decide what we want to do. Um, we know that this is going to be terrible for business, but it's our, like, part of being Mulberry House and being Mulberry is doing the right thing. And it's not all about money. It's absolutely not. We sat, we sort of sat with our, all our staff and said, we can pay you absolutely full wage until the end of April. And this was at the beginning of March. We were like, right, guys, this is a scary situation. We know you're all worried. We will commit to doing that. And our staff are absolutely incredible. We've, are, we've been ticking over fine. We know what our baseline is. We know what we have to make in order to make the ends meet. And we're, we're fine. Um, I suppose the biggest impact for us really is um, really focusing in on what we can do for vet practices. Um, so, yeah, again, as Louise was saying, really quite quickly, the business has got to be seen to be um, supporting practices and changing the whole way of working, really. Um, and there's various things that the, that the business did. Um, and so now it's about, you know, what can you do to support practices? And that's really nice. As Louise said, um, I, th I think companies really show their colours during times like these. And I have been really impressed with, with the company. Um, and I think there, there will be a legacy with, um, with COVID-19 that people will remember what their company did. Um, not that there's blame if there's people got to be laid off or furlough or what have you, because that's just what needed to be done to keep the business going. Um, but for those companies that can be a bit more flexible, that's been really appreciated. Um, so, so that's been, yeah, that's been really nice. Gives you that sort of warm feeling that actually, yeah, you you want to really commit and give your um, discretionary extra um, for companies that do that, which has been really good. Uh, yeah, it's just been quite nice. Is that sort of bunker uh, uh, mentality of, of everyone's in it together and um, even around the world chatting to colleagues around the world um has been has uh, been really really weird um and yeah i just thinking for me what you know, coming out the other side of it um i'd actually quite like to have some sort of coronavirus uh, like legacy you know what 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 did i do um differently after coronavirus um aside from my facial <laughs> and what's, what's on your list oh my god i can't wait to hear this well no i, really, um, I probably will work from home more because i used to do it more uh and then i got a wife uh and got children and it made the office seem a lot more appealing and you decided the office was a better <laughs> yeah, place to exactly. hang out and it's really nice that actually um fortunately i have really short children and they can't reach the door handle so i actually still have um, peace and quiet um, so it is really nice to go down at lunchtime, spend an hour with them and, and then come back upstairs at, at 5.30. I can switch off and go in and play with them and do stuff. So I probably will work from home more. Um, I have generally been better about, about finishing on time. Yeah, what else? You're going to get a coronavirus hot tub, aren't you? <laughs> well, I've always been. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, well, I've always been quite, I don't like to drive. Well, I do like to drive, but I don't like to um uh, I'd rather get the public transport. Um, so I'll still keep on doing that. And I will suggest, look, can we do it, you know, via Zoom or Teams or what have you? Um, because it, it works and it just cuts out so much wasted time and fossil fuels. And it works, you know, with everybody's, everybody's had to do it. And you know what? The world still turns around. And what about you, Lee? How are you finding working from home? Because um, obviously your kids are... Taller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. I think that goes without saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Capable of capable of depressing a door handle. Yeah. yeah. Um so I am in the fortunate position that my husband Gavin um requested to be furloughed because in the first couple of weeks when we were both trying to work from home or I was in at the practice five days a week, sort of 8.30 till 7, and he was having to try to work from home, it just didn't go well. It was so stressful. And that was even without, that was even ignoring homeschooling because our eldest child has just turned five and it was like, you know what, he'll be fine. Like, this isn't, we don't need to try and sit down and do lots of stuff. It was just coping with him and the the two-year-old. Um, they, It was just far too, it was just so stressful. And so... It has been um, definitely much better because he is furloughed. So um, as tiring and exhausting and stressful as he finds being a full-time parent, um, he has accepted that he's doing it basically so that I can keep going with Mulberry and I can get Mulberry House through this because I need to put every effort into that. And he's in a fortunate position where his company was happy to furlough him. And how are you, um, how are you doing with like video consults? Are you, are you video consulting at home as well? Yeah, doing video consults at home. I think it's I think it's great actually, and answering the phones. And there's been the odd time when I've answered the phone and I've had a child being like, "I need a snack," and like clearly the client here. And I'm I like, need I'm a really poo, mummy. I know. And do you know what? Like, the clients are like, "Oh, don't worry," because there's so like if people people at home if they have children, they know what you're going through. They're trying their best themselves, and if they hear a of a, a, a voice that's like trying to get some snacks, like they just. Also, the children get really wise to it. Um, when we were setting up Mulberry, like, my eldest got wise to it anyway because he, if I was on the phone, he would come and he'd be like, wave a snack in front of me and he'd be like, put his thumbs up and I'm like, no, 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 you have more! <laughs> and he'd just disappear <laughs> off with it. And now they know that if I'm on the phone, especially, like, if it's actually, if I'm on the video, they can just do anything they want. <laughs> And they'll get away with it. So I'm literally in the fridge, like pulling out. I'm like, I can't tell you off. But anyway, so um, it's yeah, it's much yeah. So life is is definitely better now that we have one parent being a parent and me trying to run a business. Um, and video calls, like I kind of I like it. Like um, I. Some people absolutely hate video calls and say that they, you know, I've seen quite a bit on um, Facebook groups and things with the vet Facebook groups being like, telemedicine is terrible and things. And I think that... You just get a pixelated picture of someone's ear. <laughs> well, there is that, yeah. I definitely saw a lady's crotch <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> it was fine. She had pants on. Nice. <laughs> Been crawling Good. around the floor trying to look at her dog. But anyway, <laughs> there's some, like dogs particularly even cats where you don't get you don't get to touch them anyway they come in the owner's like got right well you should muzzle it and like you go in or near it and it's just flips around like you can't see it and at Mulberry we're very much like we um sort of a fear, practice a fear-free approach like we don't try and pin things at you know anything like that it's very much like that so we'll sedate stuff to, to examine it if it's scared but um sometimes you don't get a good look anyway and you have to use your judgment and your experience and prescribe something for it when you haven't actually touched it because it's going to savage you if you do. No, just thinking of um, most doctors, how many doctors would actually, most of it is just, is just history, isn't it? It's just talking to people. Um, how often would they actually, um, you know, 
put a thumb to the bottom. Um, Hopefully never. Look at their teeth. Um, so, yeah, most of it is um, is just uh, history and visual. Um, and, yeah, you're not going to get a, a true heart rate or respiratory rate in a vet practice anyway. Having Louise said that, um, like, clients being really understanding about telemedicine, do you think farmers are embracing of the new technologies and the new ways around doing stuff like, you know, webinars and all that kind of thing? Yeah, I think farmers are already way more tech savvy than than we think. You know, a lot of the farmers that we we will naturally be engaging with are the more proactive um, ones anyway, and they're already. You know, the, the farming forum um, is the third largest uh, forum in the UK behind Piston Heads and Mumsnet. Mumsnet, um, you know, thirty three thousand farmers on it. Um, you know, they're is all. That true? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, you know, they're well up there with their forums and, you know, think about it, they're on tractors, um, they are remote, they may not leave their farm gate for weeks on end, um, you know, so they're already quite adept at being socially distanced. Yeah, it's just looking at stuff like it's, it's preventative stuff that, um, you know, with, with vets really but doing a, more the more the really necessary stuff, especially in springtime. Um, you know, a lot of that routine stuff, a lot of the stuff that um, the support staff would really drive. And I think that's what we um, will we'll maybe see a big difference is how well we know how important the support staff are. Certainly we do. And obviously, yeah. Louis, Louis do you mean your that. support staff? No, as in the veterinary support staff that actually, you know, you, there's no point talking to vets necessarily about, you know, vaccination compliance because the person that the farmer speaks to is the, the front of house staff. Okay, um, yeah. You know, so they're they're the keys, um, and actually, with them being at home or with some of them being furloughed, um, I think that's where the struggle will be. The vets will still be busy enough, but actually, it's those support staff that actually keep the business going. And if there is a, a, a you know decrease in um, some preventative uh, uh, treatments, I think that yeah, it'd be because there aren't the reminders and and you know those support team aren't. Uh, keeping on top of it because they're, they're furloughed, and that will be that will be a struggle for us. But yeah, you know, it's um, yeah, we, we we could be a lot worse. Thanks for listening. You can follow me on socials at Naomi the Vet with underscores between. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, please do tell a friend or give us a rating and a review on iTunes, as it really does help other people to find us and spread the word about Borborygmi. Borborygmi is a collaboration between the London Vet Show, Vets at Stago Diversify and Smashing the Ceiling. Thank you to everyone involved so far for your help and support. It has been much appreciated. We'll see you next time.